a requiem for what could have been. Last night, I dreamt of my father's death. A slow, pathetic decline of a worthless man was transformed into a noble sacrifice. A resilient stand against oppression. An act to be proud of. I knew I was dreaming, yet I preferred to remain bamboozled and blinded by the beautiful facade. In the dream, I wept freely for a man I understood, cared about, and loved. In my memories, I grew distant from a man I didn't understand, care about, or love. I woke conflicted. Are my dreams telling me that my memories are fiction? That the feelings felt in the facade are more fact than the fear and confusion? Or perhaps I'm only questioning because my reality was wretched. And that dream, like the others of its kind, are a requiem for what could have been. So that's a poem from the book, A Requiem for What Could Have Been. Poetry for the Broken. I've just released this book. And yeah, I wanted to share with you some of the poems, why I'm writing the book, what it's all about, um, and let you know that it's available if you'd like to grab a copy. Basically, this book is the collection of poetry I've written between 2022 and 2023, up to sort of the present time. It's 141 poems that sort of chronicles my mental state, goes into darkness, into existential crisis, into anxiety, into depression, into trauma, but also into recovery and hope and what it means to exist in this time and this place. I called it, or the subtitle at least, A Poetry for the Broken, because I wanted to emphasize that, well, we're all broken. You know, no one gets out of this unscathed. I've had trauma and neglect and issues in my past, and the impacts reverberate and resonate and impact me to this day. But so do you. So does everyone. There is no one and you will never see a truly, fully formed, healthy human. We all face issues, and if you haven't yet, you will, by the very fact of making connections, and those connections passing on, either through death, through breakup, through change. An aspect of all of us is broken. What I found when I share my poetry online is people resonate, they connect. They say to me that I'm expressing the words that they never knew they could, that they never knew they were able to sort of pull forth. I've put words on the page that are just, they sort of are vibing with in good, bad, telling, poignant ways. It's hitting an emotional chord. And what that tells me is that, number one, people are appreciating my poetry, which blows my mind. But number two, that... We need to talk on these topics more. We need to express. We need to relate. We need to discuss. We need to open up what it means to be human in this world. 
Not enough is spoken about mental health and recovery and trauma and illness and all of this sort of stuff. And yet it's not like a happy-go-lucky topic. And I realize that what I'm sharing here isn't going to vibe with everyone. It's not going to be necessarily uplifting, but it will provide solace. It will provide a voice to be seen and to be heard. And that's important because a lot of the time, a lot of people don't feel seen or heard. They just feel like they're suffering alone. Now, I haven't had your trauma. I haven't had your issues. I haven't dealt with what you've been dealing with. But what I have done is turned the camera towards myself and seen the darkness and tried to express it. And, you know, the way I, I responding to my darkness may be similar to how you're responding to your darkness. You've not felt my pain. You never can. But I've not felt your pain and I never can. But we can relate with a shared feeling of feeling alone. <laughs> this is something that I've been really considering is that it's very easy to view the world as dangerous, as scary, as a place of solitude because we learned to live and grow up and survive like that. I know I did. And I know that a lot of people that resonate with what I'm doing here and what I share in my work and my poetry did as well. So perhaps there will be work in here that you can relate to, that will help to put a voice to some of those niggling thoughts and issues and aspects that have been sort of grinding away at your psyche. I'm going to read to you the introduction to the book and then talk about it a little bit more. Introduction to a Requiem for what could have been. Poetry for the Broken. I wrote these poems incrementally, but collated, edited, and recorded them collectively. A process that was at first therapeutic, then brutally, brutally revealing. A lot of the pieces touch upon regret, lost possibilities, and missed opportunities, born of trauma, neglect, mental illness, and fear, as well as the desperation that comes when you find yourself searching for hope inside of darkness. What could have been and what is are not the same thing. A lot of my pain comes from the inability to reconcile those two disparate facets of my existence. I know I can't have everything. I want. No one can. But when you are broken, it can be hard to know what you want, let alone have any idea of how to attain it. Thus, I write. I write to heal, to express the darkness within, to get it onto the page and into the light, to understand myself and to understand my understanding of the world. If you resonate with my words, I encourage you to write some of your own. It will help. What could have been is broken, and what is feels like a dream. These words served as a temporary anchor against the swirling chaos of a corrupted soul, longing for rest. Writing saved my life. Editing almost killed me. I hope it was worth it. So, that's the... That's the introduction. Um, and, you know, I mean what I say there. This, this last month and a half, two months, have been absolutely terrible for me. The medication, going on to it and off it. Um, the apathy, the duress. Shocking. And, you know, just so sort of coincided with putting together this book. Because what happens is, is when I'm writing, I, or what I'm trying to do is I will, I will be sort of talking and processing and discussing and sort of resonating and expressing. But then if I don't have the mental space to get those out into a collection, like Bound to the Wings of a Butterfly, my previous one, or like this current one, a requiem for what could have been, then they build up and up and up. Originally, this book was going to be 70 pieces. I had it recorded and edited it and ready to go. But 
my mind took a turn for the worse. And when it came back, I realized, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I've got, you know, 140 poems now. I should put them all in. So I started working and making it quite a lot bigger. Problem is my mind has a mental downturn and it just comes back again and again and again. Um, And eventually it comes to a place where it's like, I've just got to get it out because if I don't, then this collection would be absolutely huge and wouldn't be sort of representative of who I am in the moment. You know, so I've got a backlog of more poetry to come up and like each time I'm going to release, you know, maybe every year, every year and a half, a collection um, that sort of chronicles how I was feeling. This this book, A Requiem for What Could Have Been, is, I think it's my best work yet, <laughs> other than the ones that I've just been writing, um, <laughs> because it's, I don't know, the more I practice, the more I um, am able to dig in, the more I'm able to focus, the more I'm able to grow, the more I'm able to express, the better I can sort of, yeah, well, express it. Um, there's a whole variety of different types of poetry. Some of it's long form, some of it's short form, some of it's rhyming, some of it's free verse, some of it's flowing, some of it's the ABAB style, some of it's mono, mono rhymes. It's a whole variety of different stuff. It is as it comes out. And I, I suggest that if you are writing yourself, you express it as it comes. Yeah. Like in that introduction and just in general, I'm going down this path of like, do writing therapy, please. It really helps. The page listens. It doesn't judge. It's always available. It's an amazing thing. But people get put off. They're like, I don't know how to write. I don't know how to express. Or they see my work and they're like, I can't write like you. None of that matters. Just get it out on the page. If you go back to my first collection of poetry called Can't Quite Express, it's all right. But compared to what I'm doing now, it sucks. Um, It's still emotional. It's still raw. It's still an expression. I'm still proud of it. But I wouldn't write like that now. Point is, is with practice, you get better. But either way, it doesn't matter because writing the actual, writing those pieces of that first collection was healing. And that's the point. You never have to share it. You never have to express it out to anyone. I choose to do that um, for, for good or bad, but I choose to do it because I know that people are relating to it and connecting to it. Yeah. Another piece I want to read to you now. Seed. Sometimes I feel like a seed, a potential inert a possibility to succeed. So just put me in the dirt and give me what I need. How else can I avert? How else can I exceed? Other times I feel hurt, just a societal weed, a potential victim on alert, nurtured only when I bleed. I don't mean to be curt. How else can I plead? How else can I divert? How else can I be freed? I am the hurt seed, the weed that's only freed by the blood that it bleeds. Put it into the dirt, just wishing to exceed. Inert without encouragement, unable to succeed. Thus I plead, be alert to my need. Don't divert or think me curt, I just want to succeed. So just bury me, and perhaps this seed will grow into a weed. I like to play with imagery, play with rhyme, play with a variety of different things. I like to... Express the moment, express the point, express what I'm feeling. I don't try and control what I'm doing, but that said, as I'm writing, the rules of the poem will come about. So, for example, that one, weed and dirt, the imagery holds together, but also the rhyme structure of going a, like switching back and forth, sort of like a dual duo line, rhyme, 
Monorhyme is like when you use the same word over and over again, same rhyme structure over and over again. That one has two, just something different. Point is, is I'm playing with different things trying to express. <sighs> there's so many, <laughs> there's so many things that I would love to share with you about this book. Um, and maybe I'll read a couple more poems to you, but the poems that I'm choosing now are just the ones that I'm choosing to express with you. Um, it's not necessarily the best representation because what you enjoy and what you could get from it and what you like uh, will be different to what I could get through and what I could like and all of that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? So if you resonate with any of these poems that I'm reading, grab a copy. If you like what I'm doing here, grab a copy, have a look through, take your time and enjoy it. And if you resonate, reach out to me, connect with me, let me know. It's like, hey, this poem really spoke to me. I want, to, I want that feedback. What I do here is very, very private um, and isolating. And I'm starting to realize just how isolated I have made myself for good or bad. You know, <sighs> the world is a scary place sometimes for me. And I sort of push and pull, pull myself away. And what I'm doing here is, you know, I'm in a room by myself on my own. That's great. But, you know, I put my stuff out there to the void. And three, four, five years later, people are like, hey, I love your work. So tell me now, please. Let me know that you appreciate and you're hearing me. One of the things that I grew up with was not, not being seen by family. Neglect and other priorities put me on the back burner. It's like, Zach will be okay. Zach's fine. And now that's sort of an expectation. But when people see me, see me in my truth, it hits a core, core resonance that I can't help but, um, can't help but connect to, can't help but appreciate. And obviously then I go down the path of wanting to make sure that I don't do the same thing to my kids. Um, and unlike my father, I'm fairly driven to succeed, but that leads me to needing to work. Um, and I was never modeled working. I was never modeled what it was like to strive to grow. You know, my father was just stoned on the couch, catatonic, basically all the time, getting worse as he got older. And I'm trying to grow and do something, but that leads me to go, huh, how am I, uh, how am I coming across to my kids? So this piece, To Purchase the Moon, sort of touches upon that. I sacrificed the sun to purchase the moon, working hard from dusk to noon. But all you see is me locked away, stuck in my room, unable to play. I'm trading my time for you to live. It's the only thing I'm able to give. I'm so sorry, son. I know you needed more. You needed more of me, of that, I'm sure. I hate how this world forces us apart. I long for the days I could apprentice you to my art. But that would just be a different kind of pain. What if you didn't want to work in my same vein? Thus I attempt to lift you high as I can. I want you to become a fulfilled and happy man. There is no right answer beyond a cry and a shrug, other than to read you a nightly story and depart with a hug. Just know I'm always thinking of you and your brother. I love you both, you too. And your mother.
I know logically that I'm doing what I can and that my family is in a far better place than I was. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that um I don't worry. It doesn't mean that I'm not fretting. It doesn't mean that you know, I don't I feel like I might be corrupting, abusing, neglecting in a similar but different way to what happened to me. And maybe that's just my anxiety, you know, seeking out the problems in life. Because like I said, there is no, no one gets out of this alive. And no matter what I do, I will be impacting my child, children, in a way that will impact them moving forward. And that sucks. I don't want to hurt them. But, you know, if I if I choose to play or I choose to work, either choice has its benefits and disbenefits, right? If I choose to play, then I can't grow. I can't write. I can't create. I can't earn. If I choose to earn, I don't play and I miss out on their childhood. And that connection. So I don't know what the best answer is here. And that freaks me out a bit. Another poem I want to share with you. A morning song. A man played a song in my dreams last night. It was a eulogy. A homage to a life lost. It was a simple song. Softly sung, but powerfully prosed. I woke weeping, mourning a man that I never knew, mourning a song that no longer exists. I sometimes wonder how real dreams are. You know, I had a... Not great childhood, and it left me, it left me wondering, it left me dissociated, it left me broken, but it also left me finding solace in my dreams. I've always been curious, and uh, interested in the dream space, because for a lot of the time, sometimes, dreams feel more real than reality. So when I wake up from a dream like this one, where it all feels so real. It was a real song, mourning a real person. And then I wake up and it's just not like that. There's this disconnect and it's a double disconnect because it's like that felt real and now it's gone, but I'm aware that it was a dream and I know it was a dream. So it's not, it's not real, but it is real. And there's this sort of trippiness. I've I've been wanting to, with my poetry, sort of look at what the impact of neglect does, look at what the impact of dissociation does. I'm trying to sort of pin down in reality the impact of unreality. And these are the sort of poems that, these are the sort of poetry that, uh, that come. And it's, it's interesting because I know that for those of us that struggle down this path, keeping our feet planted in reality is hard. It's hard to feel grounded, to know yourself. When I turn the camera inwards and look for a place of solid um, solidity, 
solidness. I don't always find it. And that in itself is a bit freaky. The last poem I want to share with you from the book is called Blessed with Life's Baggage. And this one, this poem actually um, probably saved, saved my life over this last month and a half. Like I said, I've been struggling with the medication. I was taking medication to stop anxiety and it stopped everything. Anxiety became apathy and I just stopped caring about most everything. The only, the voice of logic in this poem kept reverberating back in my mind, keeping me there. It's called Blessed with Life's Baggage. (sighs) Contemplating suicide is a luxury I can no longer afford. I am blessed with life's baggage, weighed down by love, spurred by the desire to prove them wrong, cajoled into action, my inner voice softly screaming, to be more than a footnote of failure, to act in spite of doubt and fear of judgment, to resolve to do everything to ensure my legacy. When I die, I will die having truly lived. Darkness is real. And, you know, maybe through an expression of the darkness here in this book, I can help you find some light. So if you've come this far, click the link in the show show notes, grab a copy of the book. It's out as a paperback, ebook, and hardcover, and the audio will be coming soon. Grab a copy, read it, give it a five-star rating because that'll help uh, boost it for other people so they can see it, and read through. And if you'd like a particular piece or pieces and it resonates, connect with me, message me, and say, hey, this piece spoke to me. I want to hear it. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear how it moves you. If it inspires poetry, let me know. Okay, really, please. And if it does resonate, I want to ask, are you okay? Because I know that when I was struggling, having so many of you ask if I was okay really did help. Having the offer to be there to speak to really helped, even though I didn't take you up on it. But knowing that you were there helped. So please, click the link in the show notes, grab a copy, rate and review, reach out. And have a great day. Okay?